how has quarantine and how has the whole pandemic treated you and the the family? Um, hey, it's it's treated me pretty well, man. You know, I've I've made the best of the time, uh, spending the time with my kids, and pretty much it's it's really brought me back to my roots, man. And um, you know, learning how to just get everything done that needs to be done, all the small things that need to be done that we're overlooking every day because we're so busy doing other things, man. So it helped me be able to focus on like the smaller things and it's actually made life m much happier and more enjoyment. So it's actually uh, been a good benefit to us. Yeah, I find a lot of guys who especially train, I find that they, uh, the guys I've been speaking to, they said like, I needed this and I didn't even know. Uh, just like a mental refresher that they overlook sometimes just by all the physical, nonstop physical training. Uh, and they said, like, the mental break was nice. For sure, man. I've had shoulder pain for 10 years, man. Just this little time off, man. It's like now I don't have any pain in my shoulders and I'm, I'm back training hard. Uh, I'm stronger than I've, I've been in a while. And, you know, like I said, training is getting even better. It's back. I'm back on the go. and. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be getting in the best shape now, man. What has training been like as a whole throughout the entire thing? Obviously, I think I'm, I'm in Canada, so the gyms here are all shut down. They just opened them up now, but not contact. Okay. Uh, what's, it, what's it like there? Uh, well, the gyms were shut down. They, they just recently opened back up. But, you know, I, like I said, it brought me back to my roots. So I figured out how to, you know, use the basics again. You got to get back to the basics. Running outside, push-ups, sit-ups. Um, I didn't really have any uh, equipment besides a heavy bag, and um, I got like an Olympic bench. But other than that kind of stuff, man, it's like I, I went online and tried to order some things, but you know everything is sold out. So you pretty much had to uh, just, like I said, get back to the basics, man, and, and use what you got, man. And and those, like I said, that's part of the small things when it comes to training. Um, everybody forgets the basics because we evolve so fast and training evolves and we start doing things and we start forgetting about the things that we need to be doing more often. And that's, like I said, punching the bag, push-ups, sit-ups, um, just free weights, things like that. Shadow boxing is the most important because I, I feel like shadow boxing is way more important than any type of mitts or heavy bag because you're punching and you're moving. You know what I mean? You're not just standing in one spot, hitting a bag that's swinging back and forth. You're not having somebody call the punches on a mitt. You know what I mean? You're, you got to know how to, it's a, it's like an actual fight without somebody being there. You know what I mean? So I would say shadow boxing was one of the most important things I needed to get back into. So like I said, um, it's, it's coming along well and it, I, I think it's going to benefit me in, uh, you know, my upcoming events, man. So I'd like to talk a little bit about your, your MMA journey uh, because, I mean, realistically, a lot of us, I, I was a huge Ultimate Fighter fan. A lot of us um, found out about you and I guess knew about you for a long time now. Um, but it's, it actually surprised me. You're only 32, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, right. Thought, I thought I was like, man, I, I feel like it was so long ago. Um, oh, I know, how did, right? <laughs> how, did, how did you get started in the MMA? Uh, well, I mean... MMA, I started, I think it was back in 2008, I took my first amateur fight, and I, I grew up wrestling my whole life, and just, I loved boxing, and I loved wrestling, but I didn't really know about MMA, and then, you know, one day I was watching, uh, I think it was Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz, 
or maybe Ken Shamrock and Tito. It was one of those fights, man, where it, I, that's like the first MMA fight I watched. And then after that, I was like, man, how do I get into that? I'm trying to get into that. And uh, I ended up in Mansfield, Ohio, with, where my dad is. And um, I, I was on a local TV station, and there were local fights, like MMA cage fights. So I was just like, I looked up the name of their organization, which was the NAAFS. They, were, they used to be one of the biggest promotions here in the Midwest. And I hit them up and gave him my wrestling record, which was like crazy. It was like 300 and some 400 matches or something like that. They're like, is that your real MMA record? Is that, is that fake? I'm like, well, that's my wrestling record. I don't have any MMA fights. But um, they were like, okay, that's good. So we'll get you a debut. And that's, I took it uh, August of 2008. I got my amateur debut. And that's how I begun, man. Um, like I said, I was living with my dad and, I hung a girl. I hung a bag in the garage, pretty much like I said, backyard thing, man. And, and my dad taught martial arts for many years of his life, so he kind of I got him involved in it as well. So it was perfect little father son little team thing through the amateurs and even up to the pros, man. Yeah, so. at that point, at that point, like you mentioned, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, a lot of those guys were specialists. Uh, nowadays, people are learning straight off the bat they're five six years old learning mma as a, as a whole sure. what do you right. do now to to adapt to make sure you stay relevant and make sure you you're up to date and you're adapting to the to the new game well adapting it comes naturally man when it's if it's what you do it comes naturally you know what i mean like when it comes to fighting the combinations or, you know, different things that come, it'll, it'll just trigger your mind and you'll think about it and you'll just know like, okay, well, there's a reason I thought about that. So you just got to kind of capitalize on your thoughts, man. You know what I mean? And, and when something crosses your mind, you know, you go with your gut instinct, like I always do. And just, but also from, I, I, I go out to Vegas um, to a fight capital gym and I got a, a good coach out there, Jonathan Ballgame. And he has taught me a lot when it comes to Dutch kickboxing, Muay Thai, even boxing. He he uh, he trains me for a few of my last fights, and I'm just I've seen a lot in many gyms, and you know I've I've had different looks everywhere because I've always been like a independent fighter, but I, I've never had like a, a home base with the with the gym because um, where I live we have we don't have many gyms, you know and it's 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 been like that for a while here and so i usually have to drive it an hour to get some training and stuff like that most of the time man but like i said um but all that and i learned from that man and i pick it up and then I, I teach it to other people too you know as well as like my kids too you know what i mean yeah i think a, a lot of mma fans in general remember you from one of the most infamous lines in the ultimate fighter history <laughs> and what I like is how you've embraced it. it and it's really just, you know, you like you roll off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, that that's who I am. Have you yeah. ever rewatched that show uh and and the whole uh the ultimate fighter that whole season? Yeah, actually, I have it on DVD actually. Um I don't watch it much. It wasn't really an entertaining season. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. Like the coaches weren't, you know, weren't the best. I mean, Shane Carwin's a awesome guy yeah. but i you know nothing bad about roy nelson man but you know it, it wasn't my cup of tea that's all that you know i'm gonna say about that but he was a good guy and he got us 
we got to meet many great uh, athletes and world champions. You know, um, so it the experience was was great, man. The experience was great. But uh, when it comes to that season uh, season sixteen, uh, I wouldn't say it was too entertaining. Besides the drama, you know what I mean. And a few of the fights were good, like some of the guys. But other than that, the drama pretty much stuck out the most. You know, we were uh, me and my buddy Colton Smith. He's he's the one that won the show. He um, we were uh, teaming up, doing pranks on guys and stuff like that, just just to keep the fans viewing, man. And and it's a good thing I we did stuff like that because some of the fights weren't matched up as good as they could have been. Uh, a lot of guys got matched up equally, so the fights weren't what the fans wanted to see, man. It was more of a grind fight and pretty much uh, filling out and trying to win. You know what I mean? Uh, Instead of going all out there and not giving a damn what happens, just go for the gusto what Dana likes. But, you know, that's just how we got matched up in the fight, man. But, yeah. I do. I haven't watched the. I I I've watched the Let Me Bang Bro a couple times, but I mean, he gets posted so much. You know what I mean? But I I don't like it myself. But like you said, I've embraced it, and it's it's never gonna go away. Like it just got posted the other day, and it's at like eight million views now, man. So it's it's nothing that I can hide from. So I have to embrace it, man. And 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 I don't. You know, it's not a bad thing. Publicity is publicity. What matters is filling those seats in the in the stadium. Making sure people tune in and buy the pay per view—that's what really matters, man. And 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 every and all my fans and every my family, everybody, my coaches—they know every time I go out to the ring, I'm going out to bang, man. I'm going out to put it put on a show, and it ain't just for myself for the win. It's for the fans too. I'm not gonna I always come out and try to make the fights exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So since that since that time, I think a lot of I guess um, more hardcore fans are aware, but but you you've you've had a bunch of MMA fights, but you've also switched to bare knuckle fighting. And you fought four times for three times for BKFC and another time for another organization. What what was ultimately the reason behind the move to, to fighting bare knuckle? As as a fan and as someone who doesn't fight, uh, it just looks so like morbid. I'm like, I mean, these guys are are busted <laughs> up. Like I can't imagine no. punching someone bare knuckle. Hey, money talks, man. Money talks, man. Bottom line. And like, like I said, um, I was at a point in my career where I was up and downhill and I had just went to Russia. I, I had a fight out in Russia about two years ago and I was talking to this guy from out there who was booking my fights for me out there and he got me a fight in Russia and I went out there and fought for actually, I fought for uh, Ramzan Kadyrov. Is, um, he was actually the dictator of the Czech Republic. He had a, a Akmat Fight Club, so it was, that was a crazy experience, man. It was fun though. It was great hospitality, man. They they welcomed me, open arms, man. They were cool as heck, man. And then after that, he, you know, the guy hit me up like, "Hey, have you ever heard of Bare Knuckle?" And I was like, "I mean, that sounds like some old school stuff, right there." You know what I mean? I'm like, he's like, "You want to do it?" I'm like, "All right, fuck it, let's do it." You know what I mean? And next thing you know, I'm like, "All right, I've been training, I've been." I probably had like two weeks to get ready for it, but I just didn't look the guy up until I was about to leave to go to England. And I was like, dude, I'm about to go fight a guy. He's 17 and 0 in Baranopoli. He has, he's a world ti- world champion at 17 and 0. And I didn't even know until I was leaving. And uh, I was just at that point, I was like, all right, well, we're just going to go to England and have a good old time then because 
I don't even think I'm going to win this one. <laughs> but, hey, I ended up uh, winning the decision in, that guy's, in the guy's backyard, man, and, and took his belt, man. Made him 17-1 and one on my bare-knuckle debut, man. Yeah, that's – I mean, that, that that's crazy. Experience. Yeah, you're, you're now 2-2 two and two in bare-knuckle. Um, yeah. What, what's next for you? Uh, did you want to stay with bare-knuckle, or would you rather do, like, an MMA fight? Or does it really depend on, like you said, money talks? <laughs> Yeah, like I said, money talks, man, and I'm comfortable where I'm at right now. Uh, David Feldman, he's a great guy. He runs Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. He's a CEO, and um, he he's a smart man. He's got a good plan, and and I'm 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 with Bare Knuckle all the way right now. You know what I mean? Um, I got three more fights on my contract, but you know, if I if I if I did get back into MMA, I would I wouldn't mind you know going in the UFC or Bellator or something like that. But I, yeah. I train MMA every day. You know what I mean? I, I train. So I stay ready for any time if I do make another cross back to MMA, which yeah. I plan on in the future for sure because I didn't give that my best shot at all. So I, I went on Ultimate Fighter twice, but both times I was pressed for time. You know what I mean? Because I always waited till the last minute. I always waited for the call before I started training. And, that is that, and that's why I always was in a hurry to get ready and i never had much enough time man. and always every time i lost a fight i knew that i could have done something different to do better or win so i i still know when i do step back it's i'm a force to be reckoned with man and, and i you know they haven't seen the last of me when it comes to mma that's for sure so they can you know just look for me i'll be i'll be um coming back making a comeback here soon man but right now you know i got three more fights with uh bkfc and uh, that's what I'm focusing on right now, man. Yeah, Chase Sherman just fought about a month ago for the UFC. He's the only fighter that competed bare knuckle and then made it back to the UFC. Um, so before that, a lot of people felt like, oh, if you go to bare knuckle, you're essentially not going to make it back. But I think Chase Sherman Beck really Rollins, proved it. Beck Rollins actually, uh, she went to Bellator. And yeah, she, uh, she was bare knuckle champ too, man. Yeah, yeah, she's over in Bellator now too. Yeah, so so it really doesn't mean like you're not gonna make it back to to the UFC. As for bare knuckle, is there anyone you want next? I mean, as as a fan, I'm thinking like Artem Lobov would be crazy. Um, but <laughs> what what is it you want? Uh, yeah, well Artem, but he's you know we're different weight classes, man. I'm I'm sitting at like 185 right now, so I'm 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 thinking more of like a 170 pound fight when it comes to bare knuckle. You can uh, my last fight. Yeah, you yeah my last fight was last at 55, time. man, and that, I mean, it was amazing that I could do it. Like, I did 33 pounds in literally five weeks, man, and I felt like in great shape, but, you know, those days in the gym where I, I, I could have been training harder, but I didn't have enough energy to, you know, so it was... Cause like when I'm when I'm when I'm losing weight like that and I'm dieting, I, I I feel like I do much better when I can eat and and have so much energy in training and just it just when you train harder, man, you're gonna do better in your fight. You know what I mean? If you can't, if you don't have the energy to train, you know what I mean? You're not pretty much getting the best out of your training. So that's that's why I like fighting more around 170, 175. I even fought. Um, I won the title. In England, I, I won that at 182, and then I actually my first bare knuckle fight was almost two about a year and a half ago for the uh, that one company, World Bare Knuckle Fighting Federation, and I fought uh, at 185 in that one, and I won that fight also. 
That was before I uh, signed to BKFC. That's the, I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was um, when Boss Rutten was put on a bare knuckle show. We fought in Wyoming, man. And and, and mark my words, man, I still have a check for $25,000 that did not cash. And that was another thing that happened, man. None of the fighters got paid on that card. Chris Liebman, Johnny yeah. Hendricks, we all got stiffed for, like, bad money, man. And that was that was a crazy thing, too, man, you know. So, and, and after that, um, that's when I signed with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, man. Yeah, I remember Chris Liebman was pretty vocal about it. He talked about it afterwards, uh, yeah. saying he needed to pay. That's it, man. That, that was definitely true. I still got a check for 25 grand, man. I didn't get paid for it. Yeah, man, that's 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 brutal. And I got um, fight at night, and I was supposed to uh, get a, I was supposed to get a 2017 Mustang. Every, you know what I mean? They, dude, it's that shit was funny, man. Like I don't, and and it, it's just crazy to think that would happen. But you know, you live and you learn, man. And and now you know we we had to be the guys to take the hit, man, for the to, you know just so that don't happen to nobody else, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's um. So with the UFC being the first ones to open everything back up, do you th- do you have you heard anything from Bare Knuckle on when you could possibly make a return? Yeah, I would say I, I'm thinking uh, the end of July, man. Any opponents come to mind? Or just uh, any- I know I had I was talking with uh, Caleb Harris about fighting. And I don't know, you know who Caleb Harris is? I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, the last guy I fought, Jim Allers. Yeah, I know Jim uh, Allard. Jim and Jim fought their last fight. Oh, okay. Oh, they uh, Cable lost to Jim. They went to a five round decision. Uh, I lost to Jim, so I think maybe me and Caleb might fight. We talked about it, but if we can agree on the weight, you know, he wants one sixty five, but I want one seventy. So, what's five pounds, man? You know what I mean? I I don't care about weight. I mean, I, I fight heavier guys all the time, so. If, if he if he won't step up five pounds at one seventy, then he's just that just shows he's just scared, man. So, but we're looking at Caleb Harris maybe, but I don't know. There's a few other names in the hat too, so we'll find out probably this week. You know what I mean? This past weekend uh, in the UFC, there was a lot of controversy surrounding one fight. Uh, open up the. I'm not sure if you watch it, the Max Roshkov fight where he begged pretty much, he begged his corner to stop the fight, and the coach said no, uh, essentially. Eventually, the referee stopped it. Um, however, it wasn't like he was getting mauled or, or anything like that. It was just very, very unusual. Like, he was just tired, and he's like, I, I'm done. I, I can't be here. What, as a fighter, what, what what's your thoughts? I mean, obviously, you don't want to see that as a fan. Um, but- Hell no, that's, that's some whole shit right there. <laughs> So Dude, like, just, really, you better suck it up, man. Finish that fucking fight or go out there and tap out or something, man. So you know, I like that. So as a fighter, you, you think the best thing to do as a coach, because a coach is the one that got a lot of criticism, um, Robert Drysdale, because he encouraged it. If, if that was you and, you're, and, and, you're, and you were like, you know what, I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. And your coach forced you to go back in there. What would you do? Is that is that like a coach? Like I said, My no. Coach or is it? Me, you wouldn't have to force me to go back in there. But um, if I was coaching a guy and he did that, I would encourage him to go back in there. Unless I would be like, dude, are you hurt? You know, are you injured? Do you feel like you know what I'm saying? Or are you gonna pass yeah. it? Anything like that? I would make sure he's physically okay, medically okay. But if 
you know, if he said he was like dizzy or something like that, then I, I would be like, all right, you don't have to go in there. But if he's just feeling sorry for himself or he's just tired and don't feel like taking the ass whooping this, if it's coming to him, you know what I mean? Or if you got to dig deeper, man, and get the win, like we're going to put him in there. I'm like, I'm going to force him back in there. Like get your ass in there and finish that fight, man. You know, or, or you can tell the ref that you're done. You know what I mean? You yeah. like fighter can tell the ref if he's done, the coach ain't got to do it. But, you know, that's hard to do, man. I mean, that's hard to say, though, because it didn't happen to me. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I know I wouldn't quit, though. I always, I, it don't matter, man. I've, Dude, I got my jaw broke in England, man. In my second bare-knuckle fight, I got my jaw broke in the first round, man. I fought the whole fight, dude. Yeah, the, the bare-knuckle guys, guys who are willing to do that, I think it's it's crazy. Uh, like, you saw it with. Artem when he fought Poly Malinaji. It's not regular boxing. It's no, not for sure. Yeah. It's a it's great man, it's just a it's a brawl, man. It's just it's a street fight, dude. You know, but it's technique to it too, man, because you just like you said, you can you can utilize a clinch, even like a tie clinch, pretty much like one hand, as long as you're punching with the other hand, you can pull the head down, you can underhook with the arms. So it's it's got a lot of dirty boxing in with it, but I think man, it's it's a good sport, and I think it's going along. It's going to go a far way, man. Uh, literally, like the worst thing. Well, yes, my jaw got broken over in England, but that was some fluke stuff, man. It wasn't you know it wasn't even a hard tough punch, and and that's when they were rapping over the knuckles, and they don't rap over the knuckles here in the U.S. And I don't think they do over there anymore either because pretty much we're like, yo, that's not real bare knuckle if you're taping over the knuckles, you know what I mean? So BKFC doesn't tape over the knuckles. They just tape your wrist, make sure you don't break your hands. Pretty much that's the main thing is to protect your hands, not your opponent's face. And um, that's one of the worst things coming out of the bare knuckle fights are your hands too. So like I've come out where my hands were worse than my face, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine my knuckles would break first punch. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to kind of, you know, most guys, you want to work for, like, the body shots and stuff like that. Mix, start mixing in uh, body punches and not really headhunt in the fight, man. Because, like, I mean, for one, it takes the guy's energy if you hit him into the body. And you're less likely to break your hands, you know, so... All right, I'll ask you. Uh, I'll ask you one more question, and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. Um, so throughout the quarantine, obviously there's been a, a lot of time on your hands. What what were you doing to stay occupied? You mentioned you were training and all that stuff, but on your downtime, was there any TV shows you were watching? Any video games you were playing? What were you up to? Uh, yeah, I, I play Call of Duty. Like I play zombies, man. I like zombies. I play Madden. My my daughters. I got four kids, man. So I got four girls. And they keep me busy, man. So I always uh, find something for them to do. And, you know, I, and I actually, I've started training them during this quarantine. I've started working with them more, a lot more than I was before. Um, they're getting better with their, with their uh, I got some mitts. So I'm getting their hands, their feet together, man. And they're actually coming along pretty good. Actually really good. So I've just pretty much just used the time in a positive way, man, and just, not fall behind. Don't let the time make you fall behind. You know what I mean? Use it to your advantage, man, because a lot of people aren't going to be doing what you're doing, man, because 
temptation. You know what I mean? It's easy to just sit around, you know, especially if you ain't got to do nothing. So you got to you gotta force yourself to get up and stay busy, man, and keep going about your everyday life. You know what I mean? Stay off that news. You know what I mean? Watch the real news, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what you're doing right here, this is real news. So, <laughs> you know, the fans going to respect that shit. And, you know, uh, yeah, just stay positive, man. Everybody keep positive thoughts, man. You know what I mean? Um, that's all I can say. Like, you know, pray to God. Thank God for every every day you wake up, man. And and stay positive, man. Keep the positive thoughts, positive vibes. Don't let ne- anybody say something negative, man. They don't belong around you. You know what I mean? If you got, you need people that's going to bring you up, man, not bring you down. So, you know what I mean? That's just positive thoughts, man. We, we all going to get through this. You know, we're the best country in the world, man. Right now, like, we love it, man. This we're gonna we're gonna fight for ourselves. We're gonna fight for each other, man. We just gotta stick together. That's all, man. All right, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Can't wait to see you fighting again, whether that be an MMA or bare knuckle. Doesn't matter to me. I just want to see you fight. Um, and uh, stay safe. Keep washing your hands and and don't get sick. <laughs> Straight up, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. All right, Appreciate man, you, guys. And uh, keep you updated on the, on the upcoming fight. Like I said, uh, probably going to be the end of July, man. All right. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Thanks again. Shout out to Canada, guys, man. Shout All out right, to everybody. Man. Everybody tuning in. Thank you, guys.